Thank you for connecting to the Bethany Chapel Sermon Link. Our prayer is that you will find the following sermon helpful and inspiring for your spiritual journey. If you are a visitor to this resource, or if you've not attended our church, we would love to meet you in person. Our vision at Bethany Chapel is opening doors to God's truth and love. God bless you as you listen. My name is Bruce, and on behalf of Bethany's Missions Committee, I want to welcome you to our Mission Sunday. We are calling this Missions Weekend a refresh. The last few years have brought a lot of changes to our world and to our congregation, so we want you all to know about this part of our church life. Our service this morning is going to be a bit different, as you... So, we're going to have an interview this morning between Steve Simpson and Watt and Jimmy, who are our guests from Thailand, and they will tell you more about that. And then Watt's going to put on his pastor's hat and bring us a sermon. But first, in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, Jesus says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then Jesus' last words before he ascended to heaven, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Those statements have always been the heart of Christian missions. Good morning, church. Good morning. How would we say it in Thai, Jimmy? สวัสดีตอนเช้าสวัสดีครับสวัสดีค่ะ<laughs> <laughs> if you didn't catch it it's the end of that cut that determines whether you're a male or a female so be careful about that just out of curiosity if anybody here has ever had a meal in Jimmy and Watts home would you please stand There's a handful of us there. Yeah, thank you. And we'll be seated now, and our job here is just to give you a bit of a context for what uh, Watt is going to be saying later on, and to kind of um, um, give you a, a sense or a flavor of what we're talking about. Thailand is a very interesting country. It's called the Land of the Smiles. It's a kingdom. Right now, I guess, properly, it would be a constitutional monarchy. It's never been under colonial rule, ever. It's always been free. And as such, it is a place of stability um, in a troubled region. And uh, Watt and Jimmy um, direct, Watt directs, Jimmy manages. Jimmy manages everybody, even <laughs> Watt. <laughs> of an organization called Wycliffe Thai Foundation, which is a Thai foundation dedicated to doing the work of Bible translation and recruiting. Um, and why, why don't you say a little bit more about what you do and Jimmy does? I have to, <laughs> yeah, see what I prepared, yeah. Yeah, we want this to go according to the <laughs> rehearsal. 
So as you know, uh, Wycliffe is well known in uh, Bible translation movement. But Wycliffe Bible translators organizations do more than just translate the Bible. And there are seven participant streams in Wycliffe. So the first one is, oh, I should introduce my family, right? So, sorry. Uh -huh. Yeah, so Jimmy and I, we have three boys. So Joseph is the eldest. He is 18 years old. And now he is in his uh, first year in university. The second one is Benjamin. So he might be the taller in the family. So now he is uh, 14 years old and he is in grade nine. And Matthew is the younger, and yes, he is 12. He is still a uh, mother baby, yes. <laughs> okay, so back to uh, what Wycliffe Thai is doing according to the seven participant streams, uh, church engagement, prayer, funding, people, Bible translation program, training in Bible translation roles, and specialty service. So Wycliffe Thai Foundation now, we uh, are taking five participant streams in, from those seven streams. So yes, we have Cafe Wycliffe, we have uh, Camp Wycliffe, Discovery. Uh, so when we have Discovery, so we I have the trip to Laos and to Myanmar, and we also have the journey. We do prayer every last Tuesday of the month, and uh, we also have morning prayer every day so that we can pray for the projects that we have in the uh, Southeast Asia and pray for our members. Uh, we have joint uh, partnership events for funding, and we plan that, that next year we're going to have Run for Life. So it will happen in November next year. And very invite, very welcome our brothers and sisters here fly across the ocean to join us so that we can run for life together. Yes, and uh, Wycliffe Thailand, we have now 21 members, uh, Thai people that we sent from Thailand to do mission works in Southeast Asia. And we have uh, seven staff in our office in three uh, branches. So Chiang Mai, we have four. Uh, Mukdahan, we have one, and Hat Yai. In the southern part of Thailand, we have two. And so now we also have two interns. So uh, the questions, we see that the people in Southeast Asia, many people groups, they have not yet have the Bible or the Word of God in their own language. So uh, they are waiting for the words of God. So Wycliffe Thailand, we try to also engage the Thai church to be part of the missions and to invest in the word of God so that we can 
have the words of God in the heart language that the people groups, they can access to the word of God in their own language. And yes, so we mobilize the teachers too. Even the teachers, the number is just only 0.7 protestants. But we see that, yeah, because we are the disciple of Christ and the great commandments also come to us. So we also want to reach out to the people. Yes. Thank you. So what, um, you mentioned this startling statistic about the uh, number of Christians yes. as a percentage in Thailand. I came across a figure. If you were to look at the municipalities, if you were to look at the sub-districts of Thailand, there's 7,500. 6,000 of those districts, is, those districts have no church. The majority culture is Thai. Yes. <clears throat> to be Thai is to be Buddhist. So how strong is the Christian church in Thailand? And how engaged is it in missions? You've answered that a bit. <laughs> what I'd like you to kind of pull yeah. out is, what do you do with, with um, trying to engage the church? And you've done some very strategic things. You've mentioned prayer. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned the pastors. What do you do with the pastors? So I, I am a pastor too. So with this title as the pastor, I can talk with the pastor in Thailand and share what's in my heart to them. Uh, because the number of the uh, believers in Thailand is very, very small. So most of the pastors, they very focus on reach out to the Thai people. And yes, but you know, uh, to reach out to the Thai people, many times we forget that in Thailand we have we call uh, people groups. So in Thailand, we have about 74 indigenous people groups in Thailand too. And to reach out all the peoples in Thailand, we have to understand that we have to use their own language. And that's also the part of Wycliffe Thailand that we try to also uh, help the Thai church to understand and reach out to the people by using their own heart language. It's not easy. It's not easy because uh, the number of the believers and also to send one missionary out, you need at least 10 families to support. So, but uh, we praise the Lord that the church in Thailand, they start to understand and they want to be part of it. So we can see the number in Wycliffe, Thailand, and that also confirmed that the Thai church now have a heart for mission because we have about 20 churches that sent 21 members to us. Um, given the predominance of Buddhism, what, where do the majority people go? Um, 
when they need healing or spiritual guidance? What do they do? If you're Buddhist, what do you do if you're having trouble in your life? Yes. Uh, we, we should understand that uh, Buddhism in Thailand is not a pure Buddhist. Buddhism is really mixed. So it makes uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, and animism, and also uh, ancestral, what we call ancestral beliefs. So because of that, when people need spirit, spiritual health, they will definitely uh, de uh, rely on Buddhist teaching. But to understand that the Buddhist, Buddhism is a matter of life philosophy. And because of that, it's really difficult for the people to understand and also unable to solve the problem immediately. Because when people have problems, they want to solve the problem immediately. So the most Thai people do is rely on supernatural things, fortune tellings, and sometimes many people, they fall to black magic. And that's very, very dangerous. So, Jimmy, you've walked around Calgary a little bit. You've lived in a neighborhood. Um, tell me something. If I were to walk down a street in Thailand, what would be different about what I would see there as compared to here? Yes, because uh, Thai people, they love to eat. If you walk along uh, the street of Chiang Mai, you will see a restaurant, drink, uh, drinking shop, and dessert shop. But if you observe carefully, yes, you will see an idol in every restaurant. Yeah, there's a... Uh, when I walk a bit in Calgary, right, I saw uh, Mailbox. uh, mailboxes. But mm -hmm. in Thailand, you can see uh, the small spirit house there. So you can see the picture over there. So uh, the left side, the far left side, that is the spirit house in the rural area. And the middle one is the split, uh, split house for the people who are a little bit rich or the rich people in their, their house. But the far right, that is split house in front of the big company. So you can see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, Wycliffe Thai Foundation and Bethany has been in this friendship for yes. a while. I can remember a couple of years ago that we were praying, and by the way, um, uh, Watt and I have had a conversation weekly, um, not recently, unfortunately, <laughs> but weekly, where we would exchange prayer requests. And Watt would take Bethany's prayer requests and pray um, in at least three different kinds of gatherings, and we would pray over here. But I remember once when we were praying for the Katang people, yes. because just by celebrating Christmas, this was in a neighboring country, um, they were hauled off to jail 
Um, can you give us an update on the Katang people? Praise the Lord, and also thank you, brothers and sisters here, because uh, not many days later, they, uh, the leaders were uh, released, and they were able to organize the remain, remaining Christmas event in that year. So, Bolai, he was one of the leaders of the Katang. And 2019, Bolai applied to study at Payap University. Uh, the bachelor's level, faculty of humanities in English majors. We sent him there because we have the plan that after he helped to translate his own language, he will be able to translate his neighboring uh, language. So that we sent him to Payap University and study in English. So it's very challenging for him because he is like the first man from the village who get to that, that level. And we are so happy because this year he finished uh, his uh, study in class, in class, and now he, he is back to uh, his country, and he uh, do internship in his own language because the university allows him to do that. So we are really happy, happy and proud of him that he can finish his study in the class, in the class and now he going back to the project, and yeah, he will yeah, help to finish the Bible translation. And also, this people group, they already have the New Testament in their own language. And now, uh, the team is doing the Old Testament. They are translating the Old Testament, and I think 50% is there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Payap University is a Christian um, international university in Chiang Mai, and uh, the language of instruction, particularly for linguistics, is in English. Yes. And one of the requirements that Wycliffe Thai Foundation has for a young Thai going into Bible translation is to do a master's degree in linguistics, write a thesis in English. For that reason, we had uh, two young ladies that Jimmy brought to Calgary, in 2017, Ying and Soro. And um, Jimmy, you and Watt have been like mother and father to many of these young people. You've kind of encouraged them when they got discouraged and kept them going. Um, and give us, tell us about Soro and how you encouraged her to become a Bible translator in the country of Laos. Yes, because uh, in English, really important. That's why we, Ying uh, uh, and Salo came to here. Yeah, uh, not easy for her to, to study linguistic in master degree. Yeah, but she quite concentrates her study that's uh, sometimes she also feel lonely. That's uh, I took time and call her and pray with her 
a lot. Yeah, right now she finished her uh, master degree of linguistics. And yeah, she, yeah, we also proud of her too. She get the uh, degree at 4.0. That's uh, we also proud of her. And would like to say thank you for all of you too. That's uh, can help her a lot for this, uh, can pass it. Yes, and right now we send her to Laos because she would like to be a Bible translate, uh, translator. That's why uh, now we already sent her. Now she would like to uh, study more, uh, learn more about the language, uh, the local language. Yeah, I think, yeah, we, what was explained more, please. Yeah. Uh, during uh, slow, several uh, studying, so uh, she called Jimmy and asked Jimmy to uh, call her in the morning to wake her up because she studied very late at night. And, but the class starts in the next morning. So, yeah, Solo asked Jimmy to call her to wake her up. And also at night, Solo also asked Jimmy that, please call me so that I know I have to go to bed. And also pray for me too. Yeah, pray for me too. So that happens for uh, about a year. So uh, until uh, Silo adjusts herself to the study. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She did it with a 4.0 grade average. That's, yes, that's, yes. That's really something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know, those of us who have been privileged to go over know how busy you two are. Um, it, you're not in an easy position to cast vision um, in a country where the church is so small and where there's, you know, more of an emphasis on within the church on just being a church, being a Christian, yes. never mind missions. But you also started a church. Why did you start Blessing Church? I, I went down to Bangkok when I was uh, like 19 years old. And I was made a disciple when I was in the college or university. And because of that, I, have, I had chance to serve as the assistant. Yeah. So my church in Bangkok is very light, uh, your church here. So we have the brethren background. So we have the elders. But the elders, they, they were so busy, so they need someone to help. So they asked me to help. So I help, I help. And because of that, uh, my heart is about the people because I have to help and help the people to grow. So when we move up to Chiang Mai, so, yeah, I, I really want to see that. By God's grace, I can bring someone from their own life to walk in the life in Jesus. And that motivated me to plant the church. So we went up to the church, and the first church that we planted with a missionary named uh, 
uh, Hangdong Grace Church. And then now, now the church that we are pastoring names uh, Blessing Home Church. So this is our second home, uh, second church, yes. Mm. So I want to see the people that they walk in the paths of Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that, that's what. So if we went to Blessing Church, how long would the service be? Oh, we start at 10, we finish at 12 for the service. And we, every Sunday, we have lunch together. So the first week, we have potluck. So every house, they bring their own food, so they share with the congregation. And second week, third and fourth, the church we will provide the best grilled pork uh, for our church member. And we have papaya salad. So yesterday, yeah, many people, they, they, like, they, they, they try the papaya salad. So we have the best papaya salad in our church too. So, yeah, so I told my church member that don't have papaya salad during the week. Wait until you come to church and we have it together. So, yeah, so that's... And Jimmy also have the uh, mother prayer group in the afternoon. So she will explain a little bit to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's uh, because uh, I am a mother. <laughs> that's uh, when you would like your children to be good Christian. That's a very good part uh, you can do. That's really important. That's prayer. Yeah, when I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember that I would like to pray because I saw my mom do like that for my life too. That's why I say, I, I, I thought that's, oh, when I, have children, I, I, I have to focus on it's true. Yeah, when I uh, work packed uh, Joseph 19 years ago, yeah, I start the group um, for a uh, mother pair group. Yeah, uh, until now, <laughs> we still have uh, that group. Uh, I, I use this group, we pray hard without talk for uh, one and a half or two hours uh, without talking, just pray. Yeah, uh, I, I use uh, the, the system to, to pray. That's why about two hours. Uh, someone can believe me, right? We can pray about two hours. Yeah, I have style like that. Uh, yeah, I will uh, tell you a bit. Yeah, for the matter, uh, in Basing Home Church prayer, uh, I start by uh, read words about praising God first, and after that, we pray loudly together. After that, uh, I read words about forgiveness, and then, yeah, we took a time to uh, ask, for, ask God's forgiveness for us. And then, uh, we... I, I raised, I raised word about Thanksgiving, yeah, and then we pray together. After that, yeah, I read verses about needs, uh, and each mother will pay for what she and her fam family needs. 
uh, the rest will listen, and after she is done, at or will pay for her. We continue until everyone is done. Yeah. Con conclusion: Praying that we pray or uh, we all pray for each other, and we pray for our church, and we pray for our youth in our church too. And uh, some uh, we also pray for the whole world. And, and this Bethany Chapel yes. too. Well, thank you both for this time. And now Jimmy and I are going to take our leave, and we're going to turn the time over to Watt to hear what the Lord has put on his heart for Bethany at this time. I'll take that. So I would like to tell you more about me, my story, so that you know me more. Uh, I am Hmong, so I born in Pechubun province, the central part of Thai, Thailand. And my parents have a Catholic beliefs background. My father sent me to a boarding school in a town when I was seven years old because he thought that, yes, he thought that, uh, yeah, I, I, I went down to the town, I would get good education. But you know, when I grown up, I decided that I won't do that to my boys. Yes, and I have uh, six siblings, four boys and two girls, and my mother died when I was 11 years old. And two years later, my father got married again. And my stepmother has three more children, so two boys and two girls. And we all together, nine siblings. And I am the eldest. So I stopped studying when I was in high school, grade 10. I went back home. I blamed my father for mother's death. And not working, misbehaving, drinking, wandering around and driving a Honda Dream, just annoying people, yeah. And I drink a lot until one evening, I drank until I vomited, and I felt my belly was falling out. So I woke up in the morning, next morning I thought about my own life, and I, hey, you are just 18 years old, and you're drunk, and you're mischievous like this, these hard words, right? You would probably die in a few years. So I talked to my father, and I said that I want to go back to school, and he said, could not. You have to help me work hard to earn money to send your eight other siblings to school. But I told my father that I really want to go back to study. I, I negotiate. If I work hard, I save money enough, I would go back. And my, my, my dad said that, do it if you could. So I went to go uh, vegetables with my uncle. About 
two years, but I couldn't save any money. So one evening, around 5 p.m., my dad showed up at the farm, telling me to hurry up in getting lady ready and go to Bangkok. So he said that there was Korean missionary. He opened his house, and he wants the mountain cats to come and stay with him, and he was support for studying. So I rushed home, took shower, packed my bag, and went down to Bangkok in that night. When I was 23 years old, I was sent to a youth camp in Phuket. So the speaker talks about Jesus being God, a Savior and a Lord. On the last night, he invited kids who want to have Christ come up in front. There was an inner uh, fight inside me, so I didn't go. I didn't go so until the meeting ended, and I went to bed and couldn't sleep. I decided to go out to the beach. I kneeled down and I prayed. If Jesus Christ is real, as the speaker said, show you to me. So that, that is my question. That was, uh, there, was, there was no any questions. There were, there were just the sounds of the waves and the wind. But there was a clear story in my mind that I learned when I was young under the Catholic Church. And the story is about God telling Abraham to go out of the tent. And God had Abraham count the star and the sand. Tears began to flow from my eyes. I started crying and said to God, please forgive me for my foolishness in asking your assisting. I confess that I am a sinner. I can help myself. I, want, I wanted to have you as my Savior and be my Lord. And suddenly, I felt a heat from my head slowly moved down to my feet and being in this condition for a period of time, I said to God, I won't ask your assistant anymore, but I would like to give my life to serve you. This took place when I was 23 years. So I told my story to you I'm sure that you also have your own story. And God called up us because he has the same goal for us. So he wants to bless us and through us as his channels, he also bless others. So the purpose of God's calling in our life is he are called, or we are called to be a blessing. You agree with me? Yes, so he called us, so he first blessed us, and he wants us to be a blessing to others. So in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, 
the Lord has said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the lands I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your names great. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curse you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Bless, be blessed are the same words in Hebrew. Balat means bless. So I read the book that wrote by Christopher Wright, and he concludes that God's call for Abraham is what God told Abraham was the ultimate purpose of God's mission to bless the nation. I would like to tell you a story, and I like this story so much. So the story is about a man named Naaman and a slave girl from Israel. And I am sure that you all know this story well because you learned it from your young, your, your childhood, right? So Naaman is a common name in the ancient monastery or we call Silex language, meaning grateful, or fair. So these are four use, uh, uses that explain Naaman's significance. So first, he was a commander of the army of the kings of Syria, as stated in the words commander of the armed force, so which is used for senior officer of the armed force. So he controlled the entire army. And the second one is he is a very important person for the king. And the third one is he was a honorable man. And the fourth, he is a valiant warrior. But the problems that happened to this man, even he had the high position, but he has a disease that nobody can heal. He got the leprosy. And leprosy clearly presents sin, right? So Naaman was a proud man. He wanted to an honor showing respect and thought that everything could be bought with money. But that's not happened in his life. So when we compare about the life of Naaman and the life of a slave girl, that's come from Israel. So uh, she was taken away from her parents, from her own land. Maybe her entire family might have died, and she came to serve the enemy. So just think about when you are in that situation, what do you want to do? She can criticize God because the terrible suffering that she had suffered. Or she can do something bad. She can put the poison stings and kill Naaman and his wife, and after that, kill herself. But she did not do it. She did not do it. Uh, she did opposite, right? She, is, she, she did opposite. And uh, she listened well, she watched, and after that, 
she says to uh, the, the, mess, uh, to, to, uh, the husband or the mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would kill him of his leprosy. And that, you know, the maid took the risk. Who will listen to her? And what's the breast that she have to tell her mistress or master that someone in Samaria can help or can heal the disease? If each of us sometimes we think that we should have a lot of money or we should be somebody that we can help others or we can bring others to Christ. But when we learn from the life of this slave girl, we learn that God already there, that he can help us and use us to bring the good news, the hope to the people. So let us remember this maid's confidence. If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Let us have the same confidence that is one among us. And we will celebrate him very soon, next month, our Emmanuel. So if anyone is in trouble, he just meet Jesus Christ. Then he will be healed. So I would like to include my speaking today with a short story. May, she is a single mother of two daughters, and she is Blessing Home Church members. She is working as, uh, at uh, Mazad Spa, and she is a friend of Jeb, and Jeb also is a single mother of a son. And Jeb is having many challenges in her life. May approach her with the name of the Lord. Sunday before Jimmy and I, yeah, we came to Canada. We came to Canada. Jeb came to our church. And after the service, so she rushed home with an invitation for us to visit her because she wants to go back home and prepare food for us. So after the service, after the mother prayer meeting, we, 20 of us church members, yeah, we went to her house. And I shared about the gospel to her. And... Uh, the church member, yeah, after I lead her to Christ, we pray and bless her. And she asked me, Pastor, can you help me to break the spirit house that's in one of my corners? And I say, yes, we can do. We can do it because now you have Christ in your life and we have Christ in our life, so nothing that can harm us. So two men and I, we broke the spirit house. We put it in the bags and we throw it away. May, our church member, 
she knows that Jesus is the way and the answer to her friend's life. And even she's, her, her job is like a mother's, a person, but she's brave enough to share the gospel or to bring Christ to her friends. She introduced Jesus to her, to Jiap. So now Jiap came to Christ, and she got saved. And by Christ, we hope that many, many issues in her life will be solved out by our Lord's name. So I think my time is gone now. And I would like to pray for uh, Bethany Chapel too. So I, I do now or yes, please you come up too. So I will pray for Bethany Chapel and then Bruce will pray for Wycliffe Tide Foundation and also Blessing Home Church. So let, let us pray together. Lord, we are sure that we all have been chosen by God to be a blessing. Let us be a blessing to our families, to our friends at workplace, to people in our community. Bring Jesus to them. Help us all to have an eye, an ear, a mouth, and a life dedicated to Jesus. And to give us confidence, confidence that no matter who we are, we are the children of God to bring the bless, the good news to others. Anywhere is a problem, however, just meet Jesus Christ. He will be healed. Our Father in heaven, thank you for Bethany Chapel. They have been being blessings to people groups in Thailand, to Wycliffe Thai people. Please bless them. Pastors, elders, deacons, and church members abundantly with wisdom, knowledge, finance, and hearts of serving you and nations. Bless Bethany's chapel's members' kids that no one will be lost but grow and follow your call and serve you. I pray in our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Our Father, we thank you for the word that Watt has brought us this morning. We thank you for your continued care for people all around the world, people in Thailand and in Laos, Vietnam, Myanmar, Cambodia. We thank you for the work that Wycliffe Thailand has been doing and continues to do in Thailand and in its neighboring countries. We ask that you will continue to bless the members and staff of Wycliffe Thailand and their families. We ask that you will continue to protect them from uh, harm and from interference by governments in the countries that they are going into. And we are thankful, Lord, that you have promised that you will continue to be with them till the end of the age. Thank you. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this sermon. We hope you found it connected you to the God of truth and love who we worship and serve at Bethany Chapel. If you have any questions or want to connect to any of our pastors, please go to our Bethany Chapel app and choose Connect or go online to bethanychapel.com and click Come. Thanks again and God bless you.